0: Well, welcome back to season four of the FASD Family Life Podcast, the show for families by families, raising children and youth with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Robbie Seal. I'm an FASD educator, advocate, and mom of five incredible kids, including three teens diagnosed with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. If my 30 years of parenting has taught me anything, it's that the struggle is real and so is success. Well, this is FASD Awareness Month. And uh, this month I am speaking with um, individuals who have FASD to celebrate their accomplishments, to learn from them, to be inspired for a hope of a better future as I am in the trenches raising my teens. And I know you are in the trenches raising your kids as well. So I'm so pleased to be speaking with people who have FASD. Next month, October, I will begin my virtual world tour. And it is so exciting. I go all around the world speaking with FASD researchers, service providers, and individuals with FASD from various places. And I'm excited to bring those conversations to you very soon. Hey, do you enjoy listening to the FASD Family Life Podcast while you're out on your walks, running errands, or as part of your self-care routine. Some people listen to the podcast as part of their support group and then talk about the episode together. I think that's so cool. Thank you for taking me along with you. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. So if you'd like to support the podcast, go to the link in the show notes that says support the show. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. As I mentioned, September is FASD Awareness Month, and there are many awareness events happening in your community. Many have already happened on September 9th, which is the International FASD Awareness Day, but we've got the whole month, and there is still time for you to join the Run FASD 2022 Virtual 5K, led by Rebecca Talou, a remarkable woman with FASD. Rebecca has set this event to be a virtual event so you can participate in any space and in any way that works for you. You can participate in your wheelchair, on a walk, on a run, riding a bike, rowing down the river. Any way you want to participate works for us. So if you'd like to join the movement, hashtag run FASD 2022, there's a link in the show notes where you can join my team to participate in this fantastic event. Did you catch last week's episode featuring Jacob Neville? I had the privilege of sitting down with Jacob to talk about having FASD and building a life you can be proud of. Jacob is a husband and a father who is passionate about giving hope to people with FASD. He knows the struggle is real, and so is success. If you didn't hear that conversation, I encourage you to go back and check it out and subscribe now so you never miss another episode. This week, I sit down with the ever-inspiring Lauren Richardson to talk about her advocacy work as an individual with FASD. Diagnosed with FASD at 27 years old, Lauren is passionate to make the world a safer place for those yet to be born, as well as for people with FASD just like her. In past years, Lauren has used GoFundMe pages in order to hire billboards and bus ads proclaiming the dangers of prenatal alcohol exposure to the unborn as her FASD Awareness Day efforts. This year, Lauren has embarked on another impressive undertaking that is sure to inspire you. You see, it's Lauren's dream to open a center for FASD in her community. Lauren has started a GoFundMe page to begin raising funds for a center for FASD that would provide training, support, resource connections, and a place for belonging for individuals with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and their families. You can support Lauren's dream by donating here to her GoFundMe page. Lauren is also busy reaching out in her community to build strategic partnerships with other agencies and bodies that may just help her make her dream a reality. So stay tuned to the podcast because I will be bringing you updates as Lauren progresses along in the development of the Center for FASD in her community. So grab a nice cup of coffee and sit down with me as we listen to Lauren explain her dream for a center for people just like her.
1: Hi guys, it's Lauren Richardson here. Um, just, uh, wanting to talk to you guys and jump on here to let you guys know that I have launched a GoFundMe account this year to raise awareness for FASD through hopefully starting up a FASD center, uh, here in Canada. Um, it's a very long overdue, idea that needs to happen um but I, I had a dream uh, a couple years ago or a year ago or so um where you know I thought what what's the next biggest best thing I could do for FASD awareness um so I had a dream and a thought and I put it out there to a few people and it, ca- it caught on and so this year on September 9th I launched um a GoFundMe to hopefully start the conversation and start the awareness uh, happening with some funds to be raised for a center for FASD. Um, it will be the first one of its kind in Canada, um, when it finally gets up and going. Um, but yeah, the, the, the fun, the funding is getting started. <laughs> Yes, you sent me a link to the GoFundMe page. I was really
0: excited. I donated to your GoFundMe page and I threw it up on yay. my social media to hope other people would. And then our mutual friend, Esther King, she shot me a message, go, Robbie, I wanted that on my Facebook first. So yeah. I beat I beat her, yay. But um I said, hey, but you can still donate. So she can throw it up on her social media. And I know that's part of what you want to do. Like, let's get it out there. Let's raise awareness. This GoFundMe page will go to starting an FASD center in your community. Is that right? Will it be in Victoria or will it be somewhere else in BC? What's your imagination? So where and who will it serve?
1: Um, where it's going to be, hopefully I will try and start it here in, in, on Vancouver Island. But um also I want it to be very, very accessible to people. So maybe even Vancouver, because in Vancouver, we have the autism centers and stuff, but we don't have an FASD center. So I kind of want to make it accessible to everybody like close to an airport close to an agent close to a ferry <laughs> um if possible so people can access it both um in person but also uh virtually as well um what was the other question uh, yeah the, first
0: of all that's amazing i think you're right to put it in Vancouver rather than the island because it's hard to get to the island mm-hmm. i mean it costs money to get to the island so that can be that's just one more challenge for people to get there right and vancouver yes. is a much bigger city and there's a lot of big cities around there so you could be potentially serving thousands of people and the next question was is what's your idea for this center you mentioned centers for autism this would be a center for fasd would it be um a meeting place for people who have fasd well it would
1: be a, a physical building of some you know of- of something, and um, it would be it would be for like a physical place for people to meet. Um, it'll also um, uh, be open to the general public of all walks of life and, and all um, inquiries <laughs> um, about FASDs. It'll be a center um, where people can come and learn about their diagnosis individually or as a family. Um, we would prefer, as you know, a, a family to come in because FASD is not just an individual diagnosis; it's a family di- diagnosis. And so the families um, would get um, a- education on on what FASD is after the after they get a diagnosis, or what FASD is pre diagnosis, because they, they, you know um, just to see if they're, they're all their stars are lined up um, to even proceed with getting a diagnosis.
0: Um, here in BC it's very hard to get a diagnosis. So, Sorry to interrupt you. You're absolutely right. Getting a diagnosis of FASD is very challenging for many reasons. One is sometimes it can be hard to confirm prenatal alcohol exposure. That's a challenge. But also there are so few diagnostic centers that even if it is in your community, it can take years for you to move up in the line, in the queue to actually get a diagnosis. And that's very discouraging. I I experienced that with my family. I had to wait years to get my children diagnosed. And then I love what you said. We need education about what is FASD. Maybe while we're waiting to see if that really is the diagnosis. And certainly afterward, because just when you get the diagnosis, that doesn't automatically change your life. It gives you some information, but now you have to learn both the individual who has an FASD, but also their family and the people that are supporting them. And I think we need to be clear too that it isn't just children that get get a diagnosis, right, Lauren? No.
1: no, that's that's very true. As as many of you know, I I got diagnosed very late in life, so I got diagnosed as an adult at the age of 27. And I'll be honest with you, when I first got diagnosed, I didn't. I, I left the, the 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 doctor's office more confused than anything <laughs> because they didn't give me a pamphlet. They didn't tell me what it was. All they could tell me is that they will help me get on. Um, uh, government assistance, and uh, we'll get that ball rolling. But I had no idea. I had to educate myself, actually, through um, the internet. <laughs> I had to jump online and 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 basically Google FAS and Google uh, and um, use uh, YouTube and watch videos on what it was. And that's how I educated myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's not
0: fair and it's not huh? always accurate. Like some of the YouTube stuff is really great. If you can find somebody who has a FASD and they're talking about their experience, mm-hmm. that can be great. If you find something really reliable and there is some stuff, if you stumble across Dan Dubovsky or if you stumble across uh, Dr. Ira Chasnov or there's there's others, Nate Sheets. Uh, if you stumble across some really great trainers, you can learn some really excellent stuff. But there's a lot of misinformation on the internet too. And yes. so that's why you want to bring this center where people can come in person or virtually to learn more about yes. their diagnosis. So you had this dream. I love it. Let's, let's explore that a little bit. So you're thinking it's going to be a, a build a physical location. Yes. So you need to raise okay. funds for that. How's that going? You started the GoFundMe. What else is going on with that? Um,
1: yeah. So within just over a week, it has, uh, the GoFundMe has taken off amazingly. I have a about- right now. I set the GoFundMe for $40,000. I actually have a a little bit more money to top up. So just over uh, $1,300 so far has been raised to the GoFundMe. Um, You can find the GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com and then search up FASD awareness, I guess it would be under. Um, And then it has my picture, Lauren, and then it has all the information there. If you would like to donate, that would be amazing. Um, even if you could just copy and paste it to your socials, that would be amazing as well. Beautiful. And how about we put that link in the show
0: notes too, so people can find it very easily. And again, I'll put it on my socials and then people can like and share from there. They can find your socials, they can like and share. And so we create this immense ripple, the tsunami of influence Uh and and spread it worldwide. Right. As far as you know, this is the Center of its kind in Canada. What makes your center, the, the center you hope to start, different from what else is out there right now? Let's take a quick break.
1: Hey, my name is Oscar, and I'm the host of the Potter Discussion Podcast. The Potter Discussion is the ultimate Harry Potter podcast, discussing everything from Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the entire Wizarding World fandom. This isn't your everyday Harry Potter podcast because we have regular, in depth discussions about obscure and fascinating topics. So if you enjoy in depth character breakdowns, Harry Potter quizzes, and you are a Harry Potter super fan, this podcast is for you. Search for The Potter Discussion Podcast in your favorite podcast app or click the link to learn more. I think what makes sets me apart differently is that it's going to be run by an individual who has FASD herself, myself. I will be the CEO of this agency or this company. And, um, but also I come with a lot of, of lived experience of my own life and um, that I can put into the center um, I can put in um, my own touch in, in artwork of, of putting my billboards in, within the center and, and 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 pictures of my bus ads and a whole bunch of stuff and I have done but also um, I also come with a bunch of team people mr. Uh, Wendell and uh, a Joan and that I know and I um, uh, Mrs. Warner and, uh, a a pediatrician called Dr. Brown. So I come with like, not only just myself, my own knowledge and my own awareness of what my disability entails, um, from my side of things, but I also have a team of people that are willing to, um, step in and, and help where needed and, um, have my back and, and a real team environment. I guess also bringing the educational part to, to FAC, having having the center have a have a, basically a classroom, both virtually and in-person classroom where people can come and come in person and sit and have a an, an knowledgeable class on a Thursday night or you know Friday and have access to even talking to individuals with FAC like myself. I think um, having people involved in the center who have the disability is huge. It needs to happen because that's where the the raw learning is you're going to learn a lot from a real person versus just a video, you know, necessarily. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I have spoken many times,
0: twice before on the podcast, but we're on an FASD working group together. We're in an FASD support group together. Like you and I have done a radio show together. You and I have worked together before. Every time we work together, I learn more from you. Mm -hmm. about living with FASD and how it impacts your life. And that learning that you give me makes me more sensitive to raising my own children. As I said, I've got three teenagers with FASD. And before we started recording, we talked about how each individual is unique. I even have identical twins who have FASD. And yet the way the FASD affects their sensory systems, their learning disabilities, it's its unique. They're not identical. And same for you. And and so i think the learning from the lived experience that you would bring and others who have FHD would bring is an enormous advantage for the center that you are dreaming of putting together
1: yes uh, absolutely yes and just Go the ahead. connection as well within the center of of having a place for like of understanding no sigma and you know um you know having a center where where FASC, people with FASD can can feel connected and feel supported and feel loved and feel a safe place for them to embrace their disability this is a hard disability to embrace let me tell you <laughs> but uh you know just just to have a, a soft a soft place to land,
0: really. I love that. Oh. A soft place to land, a place of belonging, a place mm-hmm. of safety, a place where, hey, we can talk about our disabilities. Maybe we can even laugh at some of the things that happen yeah. with the disability, because that happens too, you know. Yeah. Um, but also not to feel alone. Yesterday you and I were both present in a support group that is for people who have FASD. The topic came up about this being a hard disability, a lonely mm-hmm. disability. Yes. Um why don't you talk a little bit, just a very little bit about that loneliness, because I think that helps underscore why the center you want to have is so vitally important for people.
1: Um, The sense of feeling alone um, for me was once again, back around to uh, getting my diagnosis. Like I said, you know, I I left that meeting feeling very alone. My family felt very alone. Um, My mother felt very alone. Um, Even here getting the diagnosis that day, um, this disability is a very siloed disability so when I left there I I I thought I was the only one on the planet who had this I didn't know other people had this I thought you know I was the only one who had this and when when we were talking yesterday with the other individuals who have a PC that was a, a big concern that other people had that you know that that yeah, they too felt alone once they got this diagnosis because there isn't a place to go where you can meet and greet people. <laughs> you know, it's, it, a lot of us don't have the facial difference, or the facial features, sorry, of FAS, um, FASD. Um, so you, you never know what you're looking at when you're looking at a person. Yeah, that's
0: right. Like you may have actually known one other person in your life. Per- like, let's pretend maybe you did actually know one other person in your life that had FASD, but you didn't know it because nobody walks around with a big label on their forehead exactly right nobody has a big orange or orange wristband that says hey you know (laughs) in some ways we want that in some ways we don't mostly probably we don't want that but I love what you just said like there isn't a place to go meet and greet how powerful could that be I think Mm -hmm. if you had a place to go meet and greet it's like hey I don't have to stigma or shame about this there's other people and Lauren
1: is this a rare disorder This is not a rare disorder. No, it's 1 in 20 people are directly affected with FASD. That's about 5% of the Canadian population.
0: Yeah, it's not rare. Let's just pause and let that sink in. How many people? 1 in 20. So if you're in a school classroom, look around. How many kids are in there? 30 kids? Mm -hmm. 1 in 20 statistically. 1 in 20 have FASD. Look around your workplace. 1 in 20 people. We look all around university, one in 20 people have FASD. And, yep. the, and FASD is a tremendous spectrum too. I mean, FASD yep. can be from loss of capacity all the way down to a very severe mental and physical restrictive disability, but it's yep. across the whole spectrum. So there are people with FASD in every walk of life, in mm-hmm. every socioeconomic system, yep. probably on every block in every city, if it's one in 20. And then we know too that, Certain populations have a higher prevalence of FASD, yes. right? Yes. And who, and who is that? People in foster care systems, children that have been adopted, both privately and publicly adopted. It's a higher rate of FASD. So we say one in 20, but if we think about, if we just will narrow our focus a little bit and who this center will serve, we know that the rate of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder is much more common among individuals who are adopted. Among individuals who grew up in child welfare involvement situations. Um, yeah. So there are a lot more than just one in 20. If we look at the finer details of it, there are a lot of people affected by FASD who know or don't know, and they feel alone. And that's the point of your uh, center. And this awareness campaign is to say you're not alone. In fact, right. there's 1.5 million Canadians mm-hmm. yep. with this disability. Yeah. 1.5 million. That's a lot of people.
1: That's a lot of people, a
0: lot of people. In a previous conversation we had, Lauren, you talked about when you had the opportunity to attend an FASD conference in Vancouver, you had a meet and greet with other people who have FASD. Talk about how significant that was for you.
1: Yeah, so I attended, when I, for, after get diagnosis, I met some people, I met a person who brought me into the FASD world, so to say, so to speak, and um, he invited me to attend a conference in Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, and I went there, and I ended up meeting a whole bunch of people at FASD, um, both teens and adults and um, tweens and, and young, young people, young, young children, um, but for me it was when I met them it was like wow I'm really not alone here there's more people who have this than I thought and it was a real eye-opener for me to to be like wow like I can really learn something from these people and they can learn a lot from me too and it was a sense of um relief I think for me um a sense of purpose a sense of uh identity like you know a different identity that I had to take on you know so um yeah, it was just it was, it was such a powerful conference. It really was for, for me, especially my very, very first one, because it, it, you know, I I ultimately got accepted into a world that 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 there was no judgment from from any of the individuals who have FASD. They're very actually forgiving and very kind and very welcoming into you know accepting and, and that kind of thing so it was it was a powerful moment in time for me I wish I had recorded it <laughs> um, but yeah it was very powerful for me
0: and I think it's amazing that you had that experience of uh I'm not alone there are other people that share some of the same struggles I have some of the people share the same Uh, disability, although it presents similarly and differently and, and you like helped your identity, helped your belonging, helped, helped your sense of, um, purpose. And now you're going to use all of that and create a center so that even more people can have that experience. Yes. of meeting other people who have this disability and yes. as you do so and you build this team and I know Mrs. Werner and and Mr. Wendell as well and I know what fabulous people they are and they have lived experience as yes. as parents of um, individuals have FASD yeah. and service providers and they're fantastic people welcoming non-judgmental who just want to make the world a better place yes, and, and that's, that's what your center is good and that's you girl you just want to make the world a better place
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Um, when I was younger, I used to listen to and, and follow um, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and, and you know when he said, "I have a dream," that really resonated with me and stuck with me. Um, because you know everybody has a dream, but if you if you take that dream and you put it into action like he did, um, the world was a better, is a lot better place than what it could be if it wasn't if he didn't have that dream to begin with. So. I'm still I'm, I'm following his principles in, in some way and I've taken his advice and, and I put his I have a dream into action and um, so hopefully one day that this this center will be available for the public and for the future of Canadians it's Canadian it's an it's, it's a national it's a you know a disability international disability so we need to we we need to prepare for the future and um, with the center I believe that we are preparing for the future through education and, uh,
0: bringing awareness. Lauren Richardson, you, my girl are a change maker. (laughs) I am so proud of you. And I mean, you do, you wake up every day going, how am I going to make today a better day? How am I going to make a difference in the world? You do that every day. And sometimes I know you have to fight against your own exhaustion and maybe you're even, you know, the voices are in your own head (laughs) as we all do. But you yeah. are committed to making this world a better place. And it is my honor to know you and to count you as um, my friend.
1: Thank you. Well, it's an honor to know you and, and, and have you as my friend and um, for you to follow in my, in my, in my dream and, and doing a podcast to launch my dream and, you know, and, and um, just being so supportive. I couldn't have done half of the things I, I do without your support and with others. So thank you very much. We're stronger together. Change doesn't
0: happen alone. Change takes people working together with a common goal. And that's what you and I have. We both have a common goal. And that's yeah. raising awareness of FASD, reducing the stigma, making the world a better place for people with yeah. That's my goal. That's your goal. My pleasure to be uh, on the Lauren Richardson team, 100%. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to follow this uh, pro- pro- progress too. You know, you've, you've only launched what a week ago and you already have over $1,300. Woo-hoo! Now, as we broadcast yes. to the world, like the FASD family like podcast is an international podcast. This, this is going to be heard in Japan. This is going to be heard in uh, Australia, uh, Nor- Norway, South yes. Africa, all the way yes. across Canada and the US and Brazil. Like, uh, yeah. England, Ireland, like this is listened to yeah. everywhere. And so we're going to raise awareness girl and people can donate. There's going to be a link in the show notes, anywhere you are in the world, you can donate. And you know, if you got five bucks, every five bucks ha- matters. It all adds up. And together we can create this tsunami of influence to create a center for FASD in Vancouver for Lauren and the team and all the thousands of people in that region and across Canada that have FASD. Amazing, Lauren. So I'll follow the progress. We'll talk about this again. We'll have updates to see how we're going. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. Aren't you inspired? Every time I talk to this woman, I'm inspired. I'm so proud to be able to know Lauren and work with her on various committees and uh, watch her just shoot for the stars. She's just incredible. Like I said, there there is a link in the show notes to her GoFundMe page so you can uh, help Lauren in achieving her dream of creating a center for FASD in her community. More details will be announced as they uh, come along. There's still time to join me on September 24th, that's a Saturday, uh, for the Edmonton FASD Awareness Walk. Meet me at City Hall at 11 o'clock with your red shoes on or your red t-shirt or red ball cap. And together we will raise awareness for FASD in the capital city of Edmonton, Alberta. We will meet at City Hall and walk over to the ledge grounds. And together we will bolster one another up and raise awareness and celebrate people in our community, the over 60,000 people with FASD living in Edmonton. Do you want to meet other parents raising children with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder to make friends and build and grow in your understanding of FASD, but also strategies that work and and maybe finding resources in your community? Well, I invite you to subscribe to the FASD Family Life community for only $20 a month. When you subscribe, you will be invited to join our monthly online support group. We meet using Microsoft Teams. Our support group is a fun and lively place to connect with other parents who get it. I encourage you to sign up today to be a part of our next meeting, which will be the second Tuesday of October. Check out the link in the show notes to subscribe today. Join me for the next episode with three members of the Adult Leadership Committee of the FASD Changemakers as we discuss their groundbreaking research that led to the discovery of the 428 comorbid conditions common among individuals who have FASD. Do you have questions or comments? Please email me at fasdfamilylife at gmail.com. And remember to like and share this episode on your socials. Thank you for spending your time with me. I know it's precious. And until next week, remember, the struggle is real and so is success. I'll speak with you soon.